Welcome to Your Story Matters podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Elizabeth, and whether this is your first time or you are a returning listener, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time and listening ear each episode as I dive into the power of storytelling, learning that we are the main characters in our own stories, and the freedom that can come from breaking free of the false narrative that has been playing in our minds. With how noisy the world has become, it means so much to me that you have chosen this podcast to listen to, to be encouraged by, to have a laugh or two, to think more deeply, and to ultimately know that your story matters. Today on the podcast, we are finishing our fall Enneagram series with our final type three, Felicia. Felicia is a devoted follower of Jesus. She is married to a pastor and blessed with three amazing sons. She is the proud founder of Honestly You, Neagram Coaching. Learning her type was exciting and uncomfortable, but it has changed her life for the better. She is passionate about helping people uncover their authentic self, conquer personal and relational obstacles, and experience genuine transformation as a follower of Christ. We had such a good time with this interview. I am more in love with type threes the more that I get to talk to them. And it is just fascinating from one type three to another, the similarities and the differences from each perspective. And so I hope that you will enjoy this episode. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Felicia. I am so excited to talk to Felicia today. Welcome to Your Story Matters podcast, our another type three. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I idea. <laughs> yes. Um, and I said to you just before we hit record, I'm like, when you're talking with clients or people who don't know about the Enneagram, everyone's like, what is it? Huh? How do you say it? The number one, the number one question is, what is it? And how do you say it? Um, but the joy of talking to coaches and people who have kind of done the work on themselves is we can just jump right in. Like we don't have to do any of that preamble. So here we go. Felicia, I would love to start with what is your story? So uh, as previously shared, I'm a mother of three boys. Uh, They are young children. There's one, uh, a one-year-old, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. So my life is just, it feels like chaos right now. And I'm sure someday I'll look back and say, those were the glory days. (laughs) I feel like chaos, Um, but Uh, It's really fun. And I get to enjoy it with my husband. He's my high school sweetheart. I've been together since then. I just love it. Uh, We currently live on the central coast and, and I love being here where I am because one, it's my hometown. I did live elsewhere for a while, but living in my hometown is just like giving me that space to feel just like at peace with where I'm at. So I love that. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in theater arts and a master's in organizational Stop leadership. It. Oh yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Love it. I, so I definitely run the gamut of all the things. Um, I love to cook and bake Very and much. eat the food. Cause that's important. And I like, um, uh, I like, I'm a super novice here, but I love food photography. Ooh, so yes. I take food photos, uh, with legit, like real camera for my own pleasure. I just love it. I think it's I really love that. Fun I love that for you silly, so much. Like... <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> 
don't know. Like I did for a while, like post stuff, but it's just, it's just fun. I still do it. Cause why not? I think that's so good. Uh, I actually work in academics. I have done that for like ooh, over a decade. And that's weird to say over a decade. Um, and yeah, I love helping people and encouraging them I love it. on their journey. I love everything you said. And the thing <laughs> I love specifically is the bachelors of theater. Cause I have a BA in theater as well. So let's just, let's just spend the rest of our time talking about theater. arts. <laughs> So, and you know how that's helped us in life. You know what? I fully believe, and I love my degree. I love this. Is what we were talking about. Um, So, threes are known as the achiever, depending on what books you read or who else talks about it. They're also known as the performer. And so, in art spaces, all nine types can occupy it. It's not like excluded. This is a cool club. You can't sit at our lunch table. Everyone's welcome. However, there are certain types that are always drawn to this kind of thing and those who get it get it like the sports people that's their thing the science people that's their thing the math people like but for us it's theater arts so just go as broad or go as deep as you want what is it about the theater arts that just speaks to our souls that's a big question but like just let's go there you know what? It's so funny because when you had said like, I'm looking for people for this, for my podcast about stories, when I was in my undergrad, like that, that's the part that sold me was like, I get the opportunity to share someone's story with somebody else. I get to dive into it, experience their emotions, their thoughts, their feelings, their, their script, their words, learn about it. And and I get to embody that and then share it with others. So storytelling, huge, huge part of it being able to kind of share an experience with others, you know, at least in my undergrad, it was a really big thing about learning about the history of theater and how, you know, it's like showing a mirror to the audience, the different types of theater that were throughout the centuries. And that's for, that's how it was for me. I felt like I could, I could take on, this is a three thing. I could take on the personality or the the role of somebody and, and just show it to the world without having to like make it up. Like it already was there. Someone created it and I didn't have to do any of the hard work <laughs> of like uncovering it. I could just present it um, and show them how they are, what they look like or whatever their motivations were. And of course, like I said, the storytelling aspect is huge because so many stories are like, are how mm. we define our future. We, we learn from reading, right? From, uh, from history, things like that. And theater is just another piece of it. Sure. It may be like a certain scenario about a certain family or whatnot, but it's telling about a certain place or time um, in existence. Maybe even the avant-garde could say that they um, have a story to tell, but it's important. I think it's so important that we take the time to embrace the arts and learn here, here. and learn from them. Yeah. What was some of your favorite work that you got to do in undergrad? Oh, okay. So my my undergrad took me. Um, I would say it's, it was more. I guess history focused. Then it was there was performance. There was we did a lot of the avant-garde stuff, um, but favorite you know we did we did animal farm the musical oh interesting <laughs> um that was fun and odd we didn't do any like I guess that was the only musical theater that was like very at the very end of my time there where they yeah. were starting to tap into it but they did a lot of just like classical theater things like that I would say actually after after I graduated some of the best stuff was outside of that when I did get to play in all of the fun theater 
um, roles and audition and all of that. So it, the theater degree gave me the foundation, but afterwards I got the opportunity to play. So we'll say that. <laughs> I am so glad you said the word play. I took a movement class in college and it went through three different aspects. And I wrote about this in my newsletter. So if people are hearing this for the same time, you're welcome. But there was mask work, animal work, and period piece. And so the mask work was super hard because you're wearing all black. You have a mask that you can see through and breathe through. So everything is safe. You're in a studio that's all black with mirrors. So it kind of doubles at the dance studio. And we start with just laying on the ground. And it almost as if this weird coming to life as this character, as this thing. And so you're clearly playing yourself, but in a physical, more physical way. And I just remember staring at myself in the mirror, not for vain purposes, but just like I had this internal monologue of how the heck do I use my body? And I think I use my facial expressions way more. I use my hands because I'm Italian, but how do I, without my face, like how do I show anger and sadness and joy or expectancy or hesitation? And so that was really hard, but also enlightening because I learned, wow, how much I am not in tune with my body and how much the arts helps you understand you might not be, but also let me help you get there. And my experience was not joyful at all for various reasons. That's a whole other podcast. But I wish going back, I would have played more because that was the safest environment ever created. Talk about that. Talk about a safe environment versus getting out into the world and just being like, here I am. You know, I love that you said that because I too would say the same thing. You know, I wish I could go back. I did it fast in my undergrad in three years. It just, I, I did it quickly. I wish I could go back and tell myself to relax and play. So yeah, same, same, same. Um, but you are right. It was the safest place um, to just embrace what you don't know. I mean, you're a young adult. You're just, you just are, you're just an adult, right? We yeah. usually, most of us started our undergrad as newly adults going into the world and we're coming of age and learning about ourselves. And the theater world just says like, that's great. But also, can you be an animal? Can you be a horse? Can you move this cup with your mind? Like crazy things. We did all kinds mm -hmm. of work and dance and movement. Like you, you just get to explore. And I think that's so important because as children, we get the opportunity to do it somewhere in adolescence. It's not cool anymore. And people start telling us, well, you need to like, you need to like contain it. Okay. Because that's a little much. And then, but in the theater world, they're like, yeah, no, be explosive, be big, be loud. Let the audience hear you in the background. As a three, I'm like, yes, please. I want to, <laughs> I want to hear, you know, hear me, hear me. I'm here. And uh, theater just can, can be that space for somebody who says like, who am I first? Who am I? Let me explore that. And also let me show you something that someone else created so that maybe you can be moved by that. Um, and there, there's safety in that, knowing that there are people actually there who want to listen. Right? Mm. Not so much like I'm on the stage, but like, are you there to participate in this uh, conversation? And it's, it's two way. The audience has to give too. Like if, if it's dead, it's everybody knows, oh, that was a really hard show. Like nobody did anything or there was no reaction. And it's got to be to it. You got to be engaged both ways. I am so glad that you said that because how often, like, yeah, we are doing the same show multiple times a week, a month or whatever. And how much maybe the audience doesn't know that it is two ways. Yeah. Um, and different audiences across the globe are very different in how they express that. But there is this energy that it, there is this 
sense, this presence in that space where we are giving and it is that shared experience, like you said, of we're sharing this and then we expect some kind of something because mm-hmm. um, we can we can perform to a graveyard like we might get a better reaction. Like if you're giving us nothing, like we will take it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but it is so true, as you said, there there is a point where, yes, we have the freedom as children to go nuts. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere someone says it's too much. Mm-hmm. Calm down just like put yourself in a box you're growing up you kind of have to just yeah, check these boxes yes college <laughs> yes and get ready to learn how to pay bills on your own and insurance and all of these things and I think that I think if we ask any current or previous theater person like someone has said to all of us like stop doing this and so it's kind of crushed that light that we have wanted to let shine so brightly with these stories and experiences. So I love that so much. So thank you. This has been very therapeutic for me on on a deep level. But in all of this, um, how did the Enneagram find you? Oh, gosh. So probably similar to some people, you know, I first heard about it, I think in like 2013, 2014, my husband was reading a book about it in seminary. And, you know, we knew our strengths, finder strengths. So we thought any of what, like we're, yeah. we know our strengths. <laughs> What's this? So we stopped, we didn't do anything with it. He was like, this is interesting, but you know, it's weird. Um, there's a lot of numbers. <laughs> uh, but then around uh, 2019, um, I was sitting on a couch with my best friend and she said, Hey, like I found this thing on the internet. It's called the Enneagram. They have like a free personality test. And I took it and it was pretty cool. You should take it. And I'm like, I love personality stuff. So yeah, let me take it. I took it. It happened to be your Enneagram coach's assessment. And I got my results. It was like, (laughs) it was like my world was turned upside down. I felt so uncomfortable Mm. and so excited at the same time. Okay. It's like, it had me, it had me so spot on. I mean, I was like 90 something percent, the achiever, a three. Okay. I was hooked. I immediately sent it to my husband. I was like, you need to take this because you need to know your number and I need to know it. And then I sent it to all my family and all my friends. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, take this thing so that we can all know, did, did it get you? Like it got me like, honestly, that's how I felt in that moment for several months. I probably have text messages where I sent to everybody. (laughs) And then like, uh, since then I became like the enthusiast, uh, super into just like learning about the different numbers and how they react to you super into Enneagram memes because they just bring me joy and it's like, like they see you for the Mm -hmm. silliness, the flavor. (laughs) Oh, that got me that. Yep. That's me. And then also just helping others. I would just take like random facts. I'm like, Oh, I learned that about where, weren't you a four? Like, you know, do you think of this, does this actually happen to you? And I, talk to them about it or something like that. Um, and it was around a year ago when I thought, you know, I use this so much and I love it. How can I make it something more? How can I, how can I help people more with the things that I already know? I'm, I'm going to go get certified. This is what I want to do. I want to try this out. So went back to the place that got me started, got myself certified and have loved it. Love the life giving experience, the people, the encouragement. Yeah the work, Hmm. the self-work, it's all been good. So the Enneagram found me and I am hooked. (laughs) Yay. I love it. So walk me through a little bit about the other side of personality tests like strength finders, which is great. 
And what was good about that? And then, as you just said, like the Enneagram saw you, it like put its hook in you in a very like safe way and being like, I'm going to take you out of the land of what you know and present you with ta-da, your inner world. So what was good about strength finders? We're not bashing it at all. It's very good for what it's for. What is like the stark contrast difference to you? Like how did you and your husband go from like strength finders is great and lovely still is. And then Enneagram is like, whoa, this is different. How was that for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, strength is all about the positive roles that you play in the world and how, and you know, essentially who you are like this, this is how you are in the world. You are a woo, you're an achiever, you're a, you know, an advocate, whatever it decides that you are. Um, so this is what you are. Whereas the Enneagram says like, this is why. Mm. And sometimes that's not good. And sometimes that's like unhealthy. And, you know, through the, your Enneagram coach, it's, you're unhealthy. And this might be why, like, have you thought about this? So taking it deeper, just saying like, you know, it's okay to be those things. It's okay to be that achiever, that person who wins others over. Right. Um, but in what context am I doing it to, to just win others over to get their approval? Um, am I asserting myself into a situation because I like want to be seen or am I doing it because, like I'm unhealthy and I want people to appreciate what I, you know, who I am and say that I'm doing a good job. So uh, Enneagram t- took it deeper, you know, knowing that motivation, that, that the thing behind, behind the screen, behind the mask, right? So to say, it was telling me ways that I could improve myself by focusing on just like healthy, practical tools of seeing yourself like taking space, taking time to sit back and relax as somebody who wants to go and do and do and do. I uh, have to remind myself that it's okay. It's okay to say no. It's okay to learn like what it means to just live in the now versus always thinking about the future. So yeah, I think, I think that there's so much good work that can be done with personality profiles um, even the Enneagram, I do recognize that it's just a tool. Like it's not changing my life on its own. I, I fully and wholeheartedly believe that, but it definitely can help me orient myself to be a better person. So I'm absolutely, going, yeah, absolutely. I love that. So that's a three finding that you're three and knowing that the Enneagram is a tool. How does that sit with threes who are constantly for achieving? Is this one of those things where it's like, yes, this is one more relish on the ladder that I can climb or is there that hesitation of yikes you're also telling me things that I didn't know to be true or I didn't want to be true but are so is it a duality of this is great and also like ew yeah I think it is a duality I think I think self-discovery is such an interesting thing because um like I said earlier like it makes you uncomfortable because you get to see the side of yourself that um, at least Enneagram like uh, tells you uh, what is your like your core fear and your weakness and your longing and and when I found out like my core weakness was deceit I absolutely said no way that is not me what are you talking about <laughs> at all like complete like no 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 that's not me but when you start really diving in and you start to see yourself of like oh you know those the things that I did at that time in my life were to deceive myself Mm. to say I needed to take that step I needed to achieve that goal 
Um, otherwise I would be unsuccessful or at least the world told me I would be unsuccessful if I didn't do it in this way. So I use that, you know, that weakness just to move myself forward. Uh, whereas like, uh, that like the Enneagram, I'm like the positive side of it, of knowing that, you know, I just want to be comfortable in who I am. Like, I don't have to put on a mask. I don't have to pretend in the world is exciting. And that like longing of like, yes, I just want to be comfortable. I don't want, I don't want to perform. I don't want to do that. Can you just know me and be okay with that? Mm I I feel that as much as a four can feel that, um, which is so interesting that we're right beside each other. And for the longest time, I didn't have bad feelings towards threes. It was just, I don't understand what this means to perform, but it's like, I'm a four who wants to be seen in the world as unique and you want to be seen in the world as successful. And so we're both climbing the ladders right beside each other. But again, the motivations and why we're doing it are different. So how is it living in a world where we're always trying to perform? What does that look like? Or kind of what is the thought process of, yeah, there's people, and my husband says this, like you're you're one person when you're with your spouse and your family. They're, you're kind of another person like when you're with professionals at work or one person when you're with your friends. So is that at all in a similar realm or are we just totally wrong? Yeah. Oh, no, it's pretty spot on. I think that uh, there are definitely I have compartments of how I am. And that's such a three thing because it depends on the room I'm in. Where where do I find myself? I would say that I am a three wing four, which is in contrast with each other because um, the four wants the authenticity, right? That goal to like just be who I am. And I, I want that so much. But also, like, I got to do this to, like, make sure that I'm doing it well. So I tell my husband all the time, like, my work world is structured, organized, efficient. Those are, like, top three Enneagram words for three words. But at home, like, eh, it's fine. I could say that to my husband, like, he sees the emotional side of me that no one else Mm. sees. No one like if I'm in my comfort zone like it doesn't matter if my bed's not made or my room's like kind of kind of chaotic but if my office desk is out of order or there's papers I get uncomfortable and I don't only get uncomfortable for myself I get uncomfortable for like anybody who could be seen as like get back to me so my husband I love him he is, does not have an organized office bless his heart if he listens to this but he doesn't and I go into his office and I'm like what like what is this? I love you, but how do you function in this environment? And he goes, why does it matter? And I'm like, because it's me and I, like, I'm related to you and it hurts me. So I want you to fix it. Can I fix it for you? <laughs> so anyways, yes, I think it's definitely depending upon the environment, you know, trying to figure out essentially what's like appropriate, like learning how to set those boundaries, you know, living as, as a three, I could show, if you were to look back at myself, I would say that I was the do it all person. I definitely was. I, I tried to do as much as I could to reach those goals. I love checking boxes. Um, but I had to figure out how to set boundaries. And that happened a lot with having children, um, getting married, you know, when you combine things, <laughs> learning how to say like, oh, well, yeah, I guess I can't do that on my own anymore. I need to uh, learn how to be in relationship with others. You know, and 
I think a part of that also comes with learning how to live with my emotions. So as an Enneagram three, I am repressing my emotions constantly as part of the centers of intelligence. Um, while I am in like the feelings, I don't, I don't want them. It's more efficient for me to repress them and move on and just get through it rather than embrace them. Mm. So uh, when they do come out though, it's like a floodgate and I don't know how to like come out of that I'm always when I get when I get super like emotional and I'm crying I'm like why can't I turn it off <laughs> stop and it's just like because you haven't like you haven't done anything with this so yeah it's a work in progress I think that I will forever be learning how to do that um because I am naturally bent towards doing mm-hmm. uh rather than being mm-hmm. if that makes sense I love naturally bent toward doing than being mm-hmm. excellent that is so good I just want to go back to emotions because it's a four I'm just the queen and welcome to my kingdom <laughs> oh my lord and this was I think the thing too that tripped me up about threes because it's like we're performing and I say we the general three outside of myself the wing of me I can't I can't claim to be in this tent <laughs> the camp but I'm I have a small tent on the outside <laughs> Um, you said something, you said efficiency and emotions. So correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just trying to process this in real time. So fours have a feeling and they feel it. However, depending on if you're a three or a five, you're stuck because we can start to analyze our feelings and start to think about the emotion of thinking about our feelings. I never actually feel it. So there is similarity, but are is your camp the camp of thought where this is not going to set me up for success if I feel these emotions like is it better more efficient that I just plow through them and kind of just move on instead of dealing with is I'm am I saying anything yeah yeah absolutely so I yes I would (laughs) I would much rather just ignore it I will not like a four think about it. I will say, oh, like, like, oh, that's interesting. I don't have time for that. Mm. So let's like, let's move on until I can't, right? We know we can't forever. Um, And like the performing part of it isn't, isn't always necessarily like that I need to like look the best. I just don't necessarily have the time. So as a three wing four, like the professional, like I am, I'm work related. Like I want, I want to look good and, and feel good about the things that I'm producing out in the world rather than like being front and center in the star and, you know, up on a stage and performing, which I would say would be more of a three wing two. But I do want like I'll, I'll, I want, I want to be able. So as the four, I want to be able to have that emotion, work through it, be healthy in it. But it's a battle. It's a battle with the three nature of, like. But we can be more efficient and get the problem solved if we didn't cry about this mm-hmm. right now, or if we didn't go off on that person. So, so let's not right now. And and you can write a letter or you can, (laughs) you can do something else later and push it off. Then actually feel that emotion. Mm. And I am not saying this is healthy because that's not some, you know, I got to work through that. There's definitely uh, work to be done. (laughs) No, but I think that is so helpful because a lot of people have emotions. We don't know what to do with them. 
you know, emotions can ride, but they can't drive. Some, some floors might let ourselves drive because we got nothing else to do. Except just feel, this is why we're here. Um, and other people, you know, they can put it in the back seat or they can just like chuck it out the window and say bye-bye, which is sounding like what the three is like, we don't have time for this, like be gone. So it is interesting with that language. It helps me understand that a little bit more because as you're saying things, I'm like, yeah, I can kind of relate to that too. So not everything I'm feeling in the moment am I actively doing, but there are times where I do want to check it out the window. Mm-hmm. And so it is helpful, like, because we use both of our wings. And so talking in threes this uh, this season has been very enlightening for me and kind of selfish because it's like, oh, now I understand because I can read it and be like, no, but then I hear it and I'm like, oh yeah. So threes and fours are like, it's so weird that we're together. It's great that we're together, but it's also like, gosh, the threes want to ignore, the fours want to feel, but we also want to think them away. Yeah. How? Yeah. The Enneagram <laughs> man, like you just start going deep and you're like, what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> Why does this matter? <laughs> no, yeah. I think that is so, so helpful. And thank you for explaining that because I'm like this is just there has to be an easier explanation than the one I'm giving myself there has to be an easier narrative and so I appreciate that so living as the type three I love what you said and I'm going to butcher it but it's not so much like looking the best which sometimes that's what I thought it was like yes your image conscience but it may be not to the extent of like I have to wear these name brands and I have to have Nikes on my feet and I have to live in a million dollar house but it really is almost like reputation image of, oh, this person is professional. Like this person has it together. And so there is that, would you say it's a little bit more repre- representation, a little bit more reputation than maybe like this girl looks real good, which you might. And yeah, you probably do. But it's more or less like maybe what people are, when people think about you, it's that I want what's connected to me to be, she's got it together. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, using that example of my husband's office, like it's connected to me in some way. And, you know, if I, you know, well, could, could it ever come back that, you know, I'm not the supportive person who helped him get his nice little office. Like, it's so silly. Sometimes it's just silly. Like, why would that ever be? But it's a thought that comes to my head. Hmm. Um, Now, yeah, I am not like the, the, like have to look the best type person, not at all. Don't care. Could live in sweats. Not, uh, not a thing. Um, but yeah, if, if I want, I want, um, I'm motivated by, I should say, I'm motivated by what someone could perceive me as, um, if, yeah, if they were to think of me, like if they, I want them to say, like, I want them to be on my team. I want to be picked for dodgeball. I want to be on, you know, I want to be picked last. Like I'm good at this. And let me show you how Mm. really, uh, uh, showing you like, yeah, I, I can do this. And if I don't, I'm really good at learning. So I'll, I'll figure that out along the way too, because I'll morph to what you need in the moment. I'm, I feel like that's just a part of my nature. Uh, my husband says like, how, how do you do this all? And I was like, well, I, I like make time in the moments that I have. I make time in the moments that I have by saying like saying at this moment, I am this, I am mother, I am, you know, activity coordinator for our family, I am, you know, the nurturing parents, but I can easily switch at the drop of a hat, I will easily switch into professional Felicia, Felicia, who is, 
you know, trying to help somebody work through a crisis at work or whatever it may be, or I could easily switch to the pastoral, you know, spouse who's helping them. Like it doesn't, I don't need time to think about it or process it. I'm also, this is so interesting. I, what I find fascinating, I'm a very much an internal processor. Mm-hmm. I, I don't talk out loud while I'm thinking. I need time just to sit in silence. Mm. To, I don't know if that's a three thing, but I, well, it might be because I also don't want to say the wrong thing as I'm trying to process out loud right now. (laughs) It's welcome. It is welcome here. I don't, I, this is it. I don't want to say the wrong thing or seem like I don't know what I'm talking about. So I'll sit in silence, let it process, then speak or write it out. Writing it out is essential for me when I'm trying to do things like I need to do an interview or anything like that. Like, let me write it out first. So I can make sure that I've got it set. Mm, are we staying close <laughs> to your notes? <laughs> How much are you freaking out right now? <laughs> okay, we're okay. Don't worry, we haven't. You, we've gone way off, but it's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, let's get back on, shall we? Let's um, the authentic stuff I want. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We are being authentic in this moment, but let's circle back so that Felicia can be internally right an upstanding with herself because we don't want to cause harm. <laughs> oh, like God. this girl, we went all over the place. No. So I love that. There's a lot of strengths there with being able to switch on and off to be all these different people, which sounds exhausting to me. And it probably is to you as you're living it. But there is such a beauty, I think, in that of there's quick decisions and there's such forward, futuristic, visionary thinking that it's not like you're a fortune teller, but it's almost like I might see a future in this where I'm needed. And so therefore like, I already know this is the role that I could have based on how X, Y, and Z is going with this relationship, this work thing or whatever. Talk a little bit more about what would be a few more highlights of being a three. So you're already dynamic. How much more dynamic are threes? Just (laughs) give me everything. Yeah, I think that that's really important that I feel like I can handle change really well. I can adapt to uh, situations easily. Nothing quite phases me um, unless it has to do with my emotions. Uh, Right. (laughs) I feel like I can... I can carry a lot. Um, and I, I think that is a positive thing. Yes, I can get burnt out, but I actually draw energy from doing um, things that are healthy for me or for my family, encouraging people, you know, coming alongside them and, and listening to their story and, and taking that on, taking empathy. I, I would actually consider myself a hyper empathetic person, as weird as that is with emotions, but I can take that on and walk with them and say like, yes, like that is a lot. Let me, let me hear you talk about your emotions. (laughs) Let me help you work through yours. Um, because I, I, I I can read the room, right? That's a three thing. I can read the, I can, I can become who they need me to be. And, and yes, that there can be some negative things with that in a lot of ways, but I have found a lot of just like genuine, growth uh, both in my relationships with others and myself by being able to say like I'm here I'm here right now and I can handle it so let's go like Uh. let me be you know on your side so 
what might be a thing of threes that are uncomfortable when they first start reading about themselves or discovering that, yay, everything you said I'm here for. Strangely enough, as you're listing all these things, I'm like, oh man, I I tap more into my three wing than I thought I ever did. I'm like, now I don't know what I am. So I'm I'm in a crisis myself, but <laughs> I just, it's interesting how much three and five are similar yet different and, and learning like, again, kind of almost a motivation of like why you're bringing them in, like how you would play with a two and a four for your wings of like, am I helping or do I want to be authentic? Like, how do we, what picture are we painting? What image are we projecting? Um, So yeah, give me, give me a few. um, I don't love these things about a three, but it does make me a complete, authentic, genuine um, human. I don't like sitting in silence (laughs) and uh, or just being in like the non busy rhythms of life, um, you know, sitting still on a Saturday afternoon, trying really hard to work on it, but that's just not for me. Um, it's really hard. I want to do something. <laughs> you know, I don't like the image or like the the message that threes are that they can, you know, be you know, put on that mask and just kind of like show you just like show a face to the to an audience without you know, necessarily being showing who they truly are. I don't, I, I don't want anybody to ever feel like they, they didn't get the chance to know me if I ch- chose to go in relationship mm. with them or to say like, yeah, she just was fake. <laughs> Nobody I don't want that. Mm. Um, but it can happen. It definitely can happen if, you know, if you're unhealthy or, um, was a workaholicism work, whatever the word is. Um, overworking I could get that way I could definitely see how I could do that before COVID and 2020 I worked in the office and it was so easy to say five more minutes and I really had just put a stop to it now that I work fully remote it's just I can't I can't let it I can't let it bleed into that so um but I have that mindset of like oh just a few like let me just finish let me just let me just finish I think I can get frustrated when, when interrupted on a task, that's really hard for me. Um, if something pulls my attention, that's hard as a mother. Um, I have my, ch- I have three children that always want to, you know, take my attention and I love them. But if I'm in the middle of something, I have to work on like self acknowledgement that it's okay. I can come back to whatever this is and pay attention. So yeah, there are works in progress. <laughs> Threes are genuine. And they can be whoever we need them to be. And I think that that still is genuine. Like hearing this, it's like, yeah, not many people can pick up the mask of like, if you need a friend right now, like I am here, let's just be here. Um, And so I think that's really powerful and a superpower that, again, it depends on what light you look in it. Some people be like, it's fake. They're just throwing masks off like they're clowns, right? And it's like, no, because how many people, some people can't adapt that quickly. Some people can't see the situation right now and be like, it's going to be okay and we're going to help you get there, which is just fascinating to me. So that's really wonderful. So let me ask you this. How do threes slow down? Ah, oh man. I How are you learning to slow down? Yeah, I don't know if I know that answer because I'm working on it. Um, that's fine. That's a that's a great answer. We're working on it. Working. And that's so true. I don't know. I you know, I wish I was a journaler. I'm not. I tried that. It doesn't work for me. But I think I got to keep trying. Well, I don't know. I, I, 
I find myself slowing down when I actually take intentional time to focus on myself, uh, whether that be through like exercise, taking extra time in the morning, a spiritual practice, you know, something that just like takes me out of a task and and like requires me to focus on like what I'm doing. You know, mm. I really loved running because there was nothing else I could do. I could only run like and breathe and try to breathe. I should say, right? Like I couldn't, I couldn't do much else. I was never the person that was like, oh, if you're enjoying this pace, we can have a lovely conversation while we're running. No, like I am just trying to survive here um, while I'm running. So, uh, some tasks like that. I wish, you know, I wish I could say, oh yes, meditative practices. I don't know. I've never tried them. Um, <laughs> I should probably do more work on that. We all do, no matter what type you are. So welcome to the club. Is there anything about threes that we didn't say that you would like to? I know that like the wrap of a three is, is that we are not, not really present or we only care about ourselves and man, yes, like we care what others think of us, but it's, it's usually because we want to improve what's around us improve the lives of others around us the environment we're in and you know honestly <laughs> we're just like that one child that just wants to play right and say like see me for me um if you're, if you're willing to like give us the space that's I think really important if you're willing to give us the space to be authentic mm -hmm. and say like it's okay like you don't have to like you said to your husband you don't have to be doing all the time like it's okay let's let's be for a minute and I think you might see a lot more of the three that you you want to see because they're gonna they're gonna start being who they are you know and trusting that's a hard part you know trusting somebody with that vulnerability of okay mm. this is really me are you ready is hard it's hard for us um but if you're willing to give space and it's a healthy thing, yep. then I say, go for it. We really do care about others. We really do. <laughs> Threes are very encouraging and inspiring. And that's what I love about them. And circling back to the beginning of our conversation, as talking about stories and performers and sharing experiences and just, I love it. So as a performer, as a reader, what stories have grabbed you, whether fiction, nonfiction recently, or something that you're always drawn to? What are stories that you keep going back to? Going back to, so current, I mean, currently something that really grabbed my attention right now is um, a book by AJ Sherrill, and it's called The Enneagram Through Spiritual Formation. And honestly, it's because he really helped give the language to the tool being just a tool and recognizing that our identity is not our personality. And um, that I think is really important for me as a three mm. because um, I feel like I'm constantly battling. Like my, my personality is constantly trying to take the top role and my identity is not in, in, in achieving. I know it's not. Um, I am so much more than that. So I love that. I really love that work. So one book that really stood out to me as a kid was the book, The Giver by Lois Lowry. And, and that book, because of, of like the story of a kid learning his 
like role in society and he wanted to change it. Like he didn't want to just accept that that was who he needed to be. He needed, once he found out the truth, he was like, no way, like we can't do this. And how can we get everybody else to recognize that they're living in this kind of false narrative um, that's been constructed for them by the society that literally keeps everything closed except for that one person, right? The receiver. And it's not even just that book, you know, the, the book, it's like a quartet series and it goes on to the messenger and you hear about a girl who was disabled and she was checked from her society and you hear about another kid and they all come together in the final book and uh, of the series. And it's just this combination of like, we are all unique individuals who have stories to tell, who have broken societies that are telling us that this is how we should be but if we just lived into that uniqueness of each other like we could thrive so much more so anyways that's like a little kid book that starts there but to me it has such a has had such a lasting impact of recognizing that there is more there's more to us than what somebody could tell us we could be like we we can discover that and it's okay. And sometimes it's, mm. we can go against what people are telling us to find freedom. So, so good. Felicia, thank you so much for being here, sharing all about threes. I am enlightened and encouraged and changed. So thank you very much. Uh, so It's been such an honor. I'm so excited. I am so thankful for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. In addition to these podcasts, I have a newsletter that comes out every other Wednesday. Wednesdays where there are podcasts, no newsletter. Wednesdays where there are newsletters, no podcast. It is filled with more stories from my life, ones that I don't always share here, thoughts about the Enneagram, and more. So I invite you to head on over to my website, www.michaelaelizabeth.com, to sign up today. There you'll find all the info you need about Enneagram coaching and how to work with me, podcast and my latest creative passion project, Vintage Handmade Cards. And while you're on the World Wide Web, it would mean so much to me if you would follow Your Story Matters podcast wherever you listen, rate it, and review it for others to see so they can begin their journey in discovering their story matters. Until the next episode.